This is Speaking of Writers. I'm Steve Richards. Over the past months, viewers have watched Clarissa Ward, CNN's chief international correspondent, report from the Syria-Turkish border as Kurdish families fled Turkish artillery, Ukraine, where she went to the front lines of the Ukrainian army's fight against Russian-backed separatists from inside a Russian troll factory in Ghana and most recently on COVID-19 vaccine human trials at the University of Oxford while eight months pregnant from her living room home base with her deep empathy for those suffering and her fearless dedication to speaking truth to power. Ward is world-renowned as a conflict reporter, the recipient of multiple Peabody, Murrow, and Emmy Awards, she has spent the past 15 years reporting for four major networks and moving from one hot zone to the next. Her journalism defined by this age of extremism in her gripping new memoir, On All Fronts, The Education of a Journalist, Ward tells the story of her singular career and how she has documented the violent remaking of the world from close range. Clarissa Ward is CNN's chief international correspondent in her 15-year career spanning Fox, CBS, and ABC. Ward is reported from front lines across the world. She has received five Emmy Awards, two George Foster Peabody Awards, two Alfred I. DuPont Columbia University Awards, two Two Edward R. Murrow Awards for Distinguished Journalism, honors from the Radio and Television Correspondents Association. She graduated with distinction from Yale University and in 2013 received an honorary Doctor of Letters degree from Middlebury College in Vermont. Makes her home in London. Happy to have Clarissa Ward join me here on the Speaking of Writers podcast. Clarissa, welcome. Hi, Steve. Thanks so much for having me on. So first off, why journalism for you as a career, and why this memoir? Mm, good questions. Uh, journalism for me started on 9-11. I was a senior at Yale studying comparative literature. I thought I wanted to be an actress. I had always loved languages and traveling and storytelling, but it was only in that, frankly, sort of apocalyptic moment that I realized there were other ways to use my skills and my passions, and I became singularly focused on this idea of trying to travel to the furthest corners of the world and understand why this had happened and who was responsible for it and why they hated America and what could be done about it and really try to get to the bottom of this dehumanization and miscommunication that I felt was fueling the whole um, uh, horrific act of terrorism. And then in terms of what made me write the book, uh, 15 years later, or even longer than that, my goodness, I think it was being pregnant with my first son about three years ago, and I realized I wanted to have a, a record for him of what my life was like so that he could see me not just as mom, but as Clarissa Ward as well. And I started to write it as a letter to him, and my agent um, rightfully pointed out that it looked a little odd because there was a lot of bad language and death in it. So it didn't make sense as a letter to a young child. But what it ended up being, Steve, as I wrote it, is a love letter to journalism and uh, and the craft and why we do it and what goes into it and uh, the toll it can take. Clarissa Ward is my guest here on Speaking of Writers. On All Fronts, The Education of a Journalist is her new book. In this book, Clarissa, you movingly recount your experiences reporting from Iraq, Lebanon, Russia, Egypt, China, Japan, and extensively in Syria, too. Conflict and crisis, those are the threads that run through your work. So how have your experiences prepared you for what is happening in the world right now? I think that 
You know, it's interesting. I have a lot of friends who will ask me in this moment, hey, what tips have you learned for coping uh, and staying grounded when it feels like the ground is moving beneath you? And because there is so much that is really overwhelming to most of us in this moment. Um, I'm thinking particularly about, you know, the global pandemic, but also with the domestic turmoil and political divisions and a big election coming up and um, what I tend to tell people that I've learned uh, in terms of coping mechanisms in conflict and crisis is trying to focus on being in the present moment, not uh, trying to control things or trying to plan things too much because it can be very difficult in a moment like this to know what the future will bring and what things are going to look like in two weeks' time, three weeks' time, six months' time even. And so you have to kind of make peace with that and be in the moment and be good to yourself and, and take joy in small pleasures, whether it's a, a walk with your family or a cup of tea or a hot bath or whatever small pleasure or moment that you can steal uh, to be present in and, and just sort of take take that time to um, accept and absorb the reality of the moment that we're in and know that you will get through it. COVID-19, Black Lives Matter movement, of course, dominating the U.S. media over the last few months. What important international stories do you feel we should be paying attention to right now? I think that the relationship between the U.S. and China is becoming increasingly fraught to the point where I, my fear is that a couple of wrong steps and we could be looking at a cold war between these two superpowers. And that's uh, a conflict that no one would really actually benefit from. So uh, I think that Americans should be keeping a close eye on, on these tensions as they continue to rise. Um, and we'll see what happens next with regards to that. I think another story that probably would have got a lot more attention in a different news cycle is the protest movement in Belarus, which is a small country on Russia's doorstep, but it's also technically on the European continent. And uh, the leader of that country has been called Europe's last dictator. He is supported by the Kremlin and President Putin. And there has been a largely women-backed protest movement that has been trying to oust him from power after many, many years. Those protests have been met with brutality from security forces, and it's the kind of story that I think in a different moment would probably capture a lot more attention in the U.S. Clarissa, you write candidly about motherhood uh, in on all fronts. How has being a mother influenced your approach to reporting and your outlook on conflict? I think that being a mother does change you in many ways. Certainly it's made me uh, emotionally much more porous. And I hope that that's made its way into my reporting. I think that seeing a children suffer or die, as I unfortunately have had to do it during my career, has always been a difficult uh, and deeply saddening experience. But as a mother, it becomes borderline unbearably painful. And um, rather than shy away from that, I've tried to embrace that and embody that in my reporting. And uh, as often as the expectation is that you would stop doing dangerous work when you become a mother, while I absolutely mitigate every risk I possibly can, I do think that we need a diversity of voices telling these stories and telling particularly stories of conflict. And I'm hopeful that as a mother, I can I'm bring something different and, and something new and something hopefully more human and compassionate to the table in terms of the discourse around war. Clarissa Ward, my guest here on Speaking of Writers, On All Fronts, The Education of a Journalist, is her book. From your perspective, Clarissa, how has COVID-19 changed reporting and how has it changed international reporting in particular? 
Well, look, this is the first war I've had to cover from my living room, um, and uh, partially that's because I was heavily pregnant uh, during the first few months of the pandemic, but also it's just because of the very real restraints that there are on our movements now, and the question that a lot of us have been grappling with as journalists is how do we humanize the story? How do we convey the heartbreak of, in the U.S., 214, 15,000 people dead when you can't really do these interviews in person, when people are wearing masks as they should be, but that makes it much harder to convey the sort of subtle emotions on people's faces and facial expressions. And how do we do this through Zoom? And how do we use technology to tell these stories? And, and we're seeing all sorts of creative ways that people are coming up with to, to do that and to respond to this moment. And I also think we're seeing journalists doing an excellent job of holding people in power accountable for um, their response to the coronavirus pandemic. I've seen that in the UK. We've seen that in Brazil. We've seen that certainly in the U.S. as well um, and in some countries where, where the response has been less than stellar and where the death count has been much higher than it should be. What would you like readers to take away from this book on all fronts, Clarissa? I would like readers to feel that they have sort of hand-in-hand hand walked with me to some of the most exciting and interesting and dangerous and difficult places in the world, and that even if they don't have a deep knowledge or understanding of some of these complex geopolitical dynamics, they feel that this book is like a conversation with a good friend taking you on a journey and allowing you to connect with people from many worlds away in a very human, uh, frankly, non-intellectual way. This is a, a love letter to journalism, but it's also a thank you letter to all the incredible people who I've had the privilege of crossing paths with. And these beautiful moments uh, of kindness and human connection that I've shared with them that don't make it onto the evening news, but really those are the moments that shape the way we see a people or a conflict or a place. And, and I'm so privileged and excited to be sharing them with a wider audience. I know you're busy with your reporting, but uh, what is next for you and your writing? Can we expect another book from you? <laughs> no plans for another book right now, but I am working more and more on investigative stories. And these stories require reservoirs of patience that I definitely didn't have as a younger reporter, um, but I do seem to have now. And they are intellectually um, incredibly stimulating. I'm learning a ton. And you'll be hearing more about them in the not-too-distant future. Clarissa Ward, the book out now on all fronts, The Education of a Journalist. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Steve. And this is Speaking of Writers.